Hi there, I'm Tom Schultz, host of Voices of Montana, an issue-oriented newsmaker radio program heard weekdays on 18 radio stations with 27 signals all across the Treasure State. Thanks for clicking on the podcast. Please subscribe and we'll do our best to keep you connected. We're also on Facebook at Voices of Montana and on the Internet at VoicesOfMontana.com, where I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at Tom at VoicesOfMontana.com. Happy Tuesday morning. Gabe Erickson filling in for Tom Schultz today on Voices of Montana. Today we have a great conversation about women in business and what a local organization is doing to impact the environment for women here in the state. That's today on Voices of Montana. We're talking today with uh, a friend that I have met through the business community, actually. And uh, I found out recently that she's not only doing her own business and, and a couple of different things, it sounds like, but she recently started working at the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center. Cassie Strong, how are you today? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me how you got plugged into, do you guys abbreviated the RMWBC? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot to remember, but where where is a statewide organization? Yep. I take it. Is there like a headquarters or? Yeah, so it's headquartered out of Missoula, Montana, um, hosted by Accelerate Montana, which is a nonprofit that focuses on economic development around the state. So the program itself is hosted there, but our team is spread out around the whole state. I'm here in Billings and we can serve women um, from any corner of the state. That's amazing. And I saw too on the website, you guys are partly like connected to the SBA or is that just more of a, a funding thing? Yeah, good question. So the SBA is actually what created the Women Business Center program. So Women Business Centers are around the whole country. Okay. And in 1988, the Women's Business Center ownership or Women's Business Ownership Act developed the Women's Business Center programs. Okay. And um, there's, I should know this, but a short number, a small number of Women's Business Centers in the country. We have two here in Montana to help underserved communities such as women, rural women, indigenous women um, start and grow businesses. That sounds pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, I, I just was doing some research on this topic and I discovered a study and I'm just going to read a little bit about this. So um, this was done by, uh, it was an, it's an inaugural study. It called the impact of women owned businesses report. And they found that uh, they listed the states from one being the, the best environment for women to do business uh, down to 50, obviously. And it had to do more with economic clout, not with the level of women business ownership, right? It seems like the that 47% is kind of nationwide. And I don't know, what do you know the state number? Um, I'm not familiar with the state number. I think number it's right the around there. It might be sure. 44%. Yeah. But right in those, you know, it's almost half of businesses mm-hmm. are owned by women. But Montana, surprisingly, was 48th out of 50 on this list for the environment and the amount of economic clout to these businesses have. Does that surprise you a little bit? Um, you know, I, I could see it falling on many places on that scale for a variety of reasons, sure. but I think um, just as a country as a whole, we're still really catching up on supporting women in business. Um, if I were to ask you, when was the first time it was possible for a woman to get a business loan without the signature of a man? What was your, what would be your guess? Oh my gosh. Now you just flipped the script. I'm being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> this is just my one question for you. <laughs> Rephrase the question because that's a so, powerful question. Um, when do you think was 
the first time that a woman could get a business loan without the signature oh, of a man. Jeez, I want to say like 1940, but I bet it's just sure. like 2007. Yes. <laughs> well, it's in the middle of those okay. two. So the Women's Business Ownership Act that developed the Women Business Center program in 1988 also made it possible for women to get business loans without the signature of a man. So if you are over, over 54 years old right now, you were an adult when this happened. And so it only makes sense that we're still trying to catch up here. That is like recent history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not even history. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's an amazing statistic. That's not statistic, just fact. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah. So for adults, think of all the dreams that were pr- pushed aside because of different situations that they couldn't go do that. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, go ahead. It oh, looks like well, you. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, there's a variety of reasons why um, women might not be starting businesses at the same level of men. It could be interest. It could be industry. Um, it could be how prepared they are, all of these different pieces. But we do know that only 25% of women business owners seek funding, which is lower than men. And so I, I do think it kind of is because we still have people that are alive running businesses in the peak of their careers that experienced this time where it was really difficult for women to get a business loan. Yeah. So, so on that clout factor, mm-hmm. that probably is what you're talking about, that even though 47% of uh, businesses are owned by women, mm-hmm. only 25% of women are going to get funding, which usually has to do with a bigger scaled business of some sort than possibly more of a small business is that what you're you're seeing when we talk about those numbers? Yeah, yeah. And then there's also, you know, statistics about the amount of money given to women who own businesses versus men that own business. And again, it can go back to that conversation of what type of businesses women and versus men are starting. But programs like the Rocky Mountain WBC are working hard to prepare women to receive that funding if it's something that they desire um, or better their business plan so that they can own a business they feel proud of. And it's not kind of just that, you know, stuck in the corner kind of side gig for moms yeah. thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Which nothing wrong with that if exactly. that's what they want to do. Exactly. But uh, for those with bigger aspirations, there's the Rocky Mountain WBC. Yeah. Or and even if you want a side gig, we can help you with that. <laughs> you can help with that too. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about this program and uh, what do you guys do exactly? And it looks like you really try to simplify it on your website. We do mm-hmm. learning events, coaching, and community. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, I will say that for anyone who's listening, our program used to be until about two weeks ago, called the Well WBC. So that might be more familiar. Um, We decided to rebrand, just have a fresh start with clear communication of what we really provide. So yeah, we provide free one-on-one business consulting with our business advisors. These are accredited business advisors who've either owned businesses, worked in the real world, have really amazing knowledge, and they can meet one-on-one with you for free as many times as you want to grow your business. Um, they can connect you with other resources if it's questions they can't answer. They can help you build a business plan to go get that loan. They can help you brainstorm the next best steps for your business, help you set those goals, whatever whatever you're looking for. Um, next, we have learn- live learning events. So um, twice a month, starting this month, we have online events on a variety of topics, whether this month it was on how to get that funding um, whether you're going to go the crowdfunding route or the loan route. Um, next month, we're talking about how you can use Google to grow your business. So whether that's through paid avenues like Google ads that you might see while you're scrolling the internet or free, like you might see when you Google a local business and all the information pops up there on the right-hand side. 
we're teaching women how to set up those really simple tools through these live events. And then finally, the third is community. We know that there are women all over the state, especially in rural areas, indigenous areas who just don't have the community that they need to support them. So right now we have an online community platform women can join for free to connect with each other, um, network, and that is still in the works and we're working on making an even better opportunity for women to get to know each other around the state. That's pretty awesome. When it comes to the rural and indigenous, as you were talking about, Mm -hmm. What are, what do you see happening there from the, the business center's aspect? Do you guys like intentionally yeah. go out uh, to just raise awareness or how are you getting people's attention in some of those areas? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because we're a small team, so we're not constantly traveling around the state, um, but we do our best to reach people digitally when we can't be there in person. However, um, as many people may be listening to this might know, there's a, a problem with internet and resources such as that around the state of Montana in rural areas. So we're working on finding ways to give these resources to women who might not have super fast internet in their homes or might not have a coffee shop that they can readily go work out on their laptop. So whether that looks like posting um, signage at the local grocery store to let them know about our services or sending out packets with the materials, we just want to get these, um, get this information in the hands of women in whatever ways that we can. Absolutely. And it sounds like you've been doing a great job of that. You have a marketing background yourself. You have done the women business ownership thing. Yeah. How was that just from your personal standpoint? Like how, what were some of the the joys, the the challenges? And I'm excited because I actually have another women, uh, woman who's going to call in who's awesome. running her own business. So she's so going to cool. be bringing, uh, we're going to bring her in the second half of the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but just curious your perspective. And now that you're in it, how, what can you say that this center is doing or would do for you? Yeah. So I started my first business when I was in college at the University of Montana. And um, to do that, I interacted with the kind of the prequel to this program before we had the Women's Business Center um, name associated with it from the SBA. And they were able to help me drop a business plan, secure a little bit of funding to get started. And we sold French crepes at farmers markets and events. It was just so fun because everyone's happy at a Missoula farmers market in the summer. You just can't be mad there. (laughs) So we had the best customers. Um, When we moved to Billings or a little bit before that, actually, I decided to jump into the digital marketing world on my own. So I started um, providing digital marketing and business advising services to a variety of businesses all over the country, really, including some um, here in Billings, which has been a really sweet experience. And, um, I mean, just having resources like the RMWBC provides like the connections, every job I've gotten since graduating from, um, college has come from the connections I made in that original program. And it's just when you're part of the environment that wants to support other women, that's just where you're going to win. Yeah. That's really powerful. Talking with Cassie Strong, who's with the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center. Then in the second half of the hour, we're going to talk more about the women in business. And we're going to meet Hannah Olson who runs Narrator uh, Creative Consulting. So a lot of good stuff today. And and you're just here setting the tone for for this conversation. What what are you excited about when it comes to this topic? Or, or are there any like long-term vision things that you're like, man, when that's going to happen? Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I just think there's so much excitement in this topic because we have these stats of women who are less likely to build a big business, less likely to seek funding. Um, but they're, it's so important. They're supporting their families. They're supporting their communities. Um, they're making real differences in 
the areas that they live and work in. And I just think it's exciting to think that there's still a lot of opportunity for growth in the number and um, size of women-owned businesses. Pretty cool that you're on that lever too. Like that's got to feel impactful, you know, to be able to be part of that movement and and to create that movement. Um, And and although the statistics, though they sound low, you know, a positive mindset is. Oh, absolutely. That's a chance. That's an every, every challenge is an opportunity. And since 1988, I mean, those numbers have skyrocketed just this year in 2023. Um, the number of female CEOs of, you know, um, S and P 500 companies finally outweighs the number of male CEOs named John. So we're moving up <laughs> <laughs> specifically. Not all John. Male CEOs. No, you know, just name John. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where do you get these statistics? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Those are just things I know in my back pocket. But. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, give us, before we go to the break, give me an idea. And for people listening, how do they find you? Uh, a simple Google search yeah. is how I discovered you, but sure. tell us more how we connect with uh, the RMWBC. <laughs> yeah, RockyMountainWBC.org. And you can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Awesome. We have Cassie Strong in studio with the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center, and she's been enlightening us on some of these uh, statistics. Um, Cassie, give me give, just a quick plug again. How do people get involved? And we'll talk more um, about some of the other things you have going on. Yeah. So the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center is uh, serves women across the whole state. And you can find us at RockyMountainWBC.org. And we're on all the social media platforms as well. Yeah. And we heard actually uh, during the break, there's a, an event coming up on this very topic. Yeah. Yeah. The Montana Chamber is hosting an event in Bozeman and I'll be there. So if you run into me, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what are some of the things I, I know we talked uh, off air about even just the heart of women in business? It sounds like they're more, they tend to be even more philanthropic than expected. Is that, uh, mm-hmm. is that a reality? Yeah, that is a reality. The U.S. Chamber, um, I think last year posted a study that 73% of women owned businesses reported giving to charity and I just think that's an amazing number. And um, I know the women that come into our virtual office for services are just passionate about what they're doing. A lot of them are women who have had a career. Um, they've worked in other businesses and they just have this passion that they can't put down. And so they decide to take a leap and um, do it to support their community, their family and make a real difference. And it's just so fun to hear. You can just hear the passion in their voice over the phone or over a Zoom call and you know, like that woman's going to succeed because there's no option not to for her. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. On more of the uh, ethereal, like heart stuff, <laughs> why is it important that we um, create a women's business center? Right. We were kind of discussing it a little bit, but why is that important? In- sure. I mean, I think that, well, first I'd like to say that the women, the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center is designed for women, but we serve anyone who is looking for business assistance. So even men who, might be interested in some of the topics, like you're more than welcome to join us. And just creating this community of people who are lifting others up in the business world is just something that needs to happen more often instead of um, competition. Obviously, you have to um, know your competition when you're starting a business and make smart decisions. But when we win, we all win. How these advisors you talked about and we... What, how do they get involved and are you seeking them out? And, and I'm really curious sure. to know how that works. Yeah. Right now we don't have any open positions, but we have an amazing advisor named Marguerite who meets with most of our clients and she is the numbers wizard. She'll crunch your cash flows, all of that fun stuff. And then I also meet with women um, 
as needed on marketing and those sort of things. That's good. Yeah. What And real quick, what are some of the, are you seeing a lot of success? Yeah. Oh yeah. There every, every year we track the amount of money that women are bringing into their businesses. Um, the number of women we work with last quarter, I believe we worked with almost 80 different women across the state of Montana on their businesses. And, um, that number is just set to grow. So theoretically, I mean, a, a few hundred people you're working with annually. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's incredible. Well, good for you. We're going to head to break here, but when we come back, we're going to have Hannah Olson, who is a, a, a young business owner here, a woman business owner. We've been talking about all things women in business today. And a fascinating fact that we learned was that Cassie Strong here with the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center. This is probably the most mind-blowing fact of the day for me. Go ahead. Oh, the um, S&P 500 fact? Is the, that the one you're no, talking about? No, the, uh, the 1988 fact. Oh, 1988. Okay. It wasn't until 1988 that women could get a business loan without the signature of a man in their family. So a husband or father. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, within the last uh, recent 36, history, yeah. 36 years, and the strides that have been made through organizations like the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center... And also just the strides from women stepping into their dreams. And that's why I wanted to bring on Hannah Olson, who is joining us by phone. And she she can tell us about some of her background pre-business ownership. <laughs> but uh, she's the owner of Narrator Creative Consulting. Hannah, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Gabe. I'm doing super well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I know you're, you actually told me you're calling in from home because you're nursing your, your sick kid. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Which well, is- Big part of the reason why I have my own business to begin with. There you go. Well, I hope she feels better and that you're able to, I know there's some stuff going around, so I hope everyone heals up, but um, tell us more of that story. Like, what did you do before running your own business and what was the catalyst that said, hey, you need to leave leave this and, and really do this on your own? Yeah. So I've, first off, I've always really struggled with the traditional hours of um, an office job or, or an eight to five type of lifestyle. That's always been hard, especially as a parent. Um, but yeah, before this, my last job, I was the director of communications and marketing at the Billings Chamber of Commerce. And then I did public relations work for a civil engineering firm. And then um, prior to that, worked in nonprofit development. So a lot of fundraising, grant writing, events, marketing, um, things like that. And um kind of have an eclectic background. I was an event coordinator and managed um, a golf course clubhouse for a while and worked in the restaurant industry. And I also taught public speaking at MSEB. And I think that it's kind of cool now because I really use every single experience and all of my education and background has built the business that I have now, which um, doing creative consulting, I do events, fundraising, grant writing, public relations, marketing, um, all kinds of, all of the things that I've always done. Um, but now I do it for clients and with my own schedule and through my own business rather than working for someone else, which is awesome. Um, because I think, um, a large part of the reason why I wanted to do this was not only for some was for income freedom. I feel like I, I am no longer stuck on a fixed income. I have the power to work more, build my clientele and earn more, which I think is really empowering. Um, also have the ability to work with a variety of clients and give back and, and feel like the work I'm doing has an impact just because most of my clientele is nonprofit organizations. And so that's just 
um, a passion of mine. But also a few years ago, my daughter was having a lot of health issues and she was eventually diagnosed with celiac disease. But because of all of the things she was dealing with, um, she was just sick all the time. And I had an employer, for example, who wouldn't give me the day off when she needed to be in the hospital for a procedure. And I've had employers who weren't understanding when she was homesick, you know, two to three days a week during um, preschool and then even in, in kindergarten. She's in second grade now. But yeah, so right now, actually, she had a, a gluten exposure episode. So she's very sick. And these things come up when your kid has a health issue. And that was really the big catalyst that made me want to do this was because I wanted to be able to be there and be a parent and be present for my child without the guilt and without feeling like I'm letting employers or coworkers down every time my child was sick. So here we are. That was incredibly vulnerable. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing. Um, So it sounds like you have a passion for what you do, but there is also this like necessity and probably both those things collected at once. Uh, Tell me about like the moment. Do you remember a moment where you're like, I'm doing this, like this has to happen. Yeah, I think, I mean, I have to attribute like a lot of my success and where I am just from uh, other women mentors who've been in my life. Um, Amanda Stonerock is my main one. And actually when I lost my job, um, my last job, I was devastated and I thought that's was what I was supposed to be doing and, you know, that I'd made it. That's what I wanted, where I wanted to be. And she's the first person who came over after I told her I lost my job and she showed up and she was like, you're going to start your own business and I'm going to help you and you're going to be successful and it's all going to be okay. And you're going to live the life that you want and you're going to create it and you can do this. And I remember, um, she'd said that to me before. Um, and I'd always been like, I don't have enough experience. I don't have, you know, and she, or, you know, I don't think I need to wait, you know, I need to wait till I get more experience and until I'm older and, she was like, she'd always be like, why? Why do you need to do that? Like, why do you not think you can do it right now? And so I think having someone in your corner who really believes in you and um, is willing to support you and, and help you build that is really essential. And I'm really grateful that I've had people like that in my corner. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the moment. And it was, um, and then I remember too, I, I kept having second thoughts about it. And my daughter came, um, she was so excited for me and so proud of me, just like overhearing me talking about how I was going to start my own business. And I remember um, the moment that I was like, I have to do this because she made me, she disappeared into a room and came out and she was seven and she made me this card that was like, congratulations, mom, Um, you know, all spelled incorrectly. And I'm so (laughs) proud of you. And when she gave that to me, I was like, that was the moment that I was like, oh, now I have to do it. (laughs) <laughs> this child believes in me and I can't, you know, I can't go back on it now. So wow. that was about seven months ago. And yeah, so things are going super well now. And I don't think I would ever want to go back. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what's been the greatest like joy of this journey for you so far? I think getting to like having the freedom and flexibility um, has been amazing. I think getting to work with a lot of different clients is really awesome. I feel like I'm my community involvement has really deepened because I get to work with so many different nonprofit organizations that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to work with before. So that's been really rewarding. Um, yeah, and then I think just the partnerships. So you know, you find other people in the community who have complementary skill sets, but maybe you both do something different. So being able to work together. Um, for a shared goal or the same client has been really rewarding as yeah. well. Cause 
you, you don't feel isolated. You're not, you know, you're, I have my own business and I'm kind of a one woman show, but at the same time, I feel like I have all of these partners and teams because of all the collaboration that happens within that. that. That's fantastic. Tell us real quickly about uh, Narrator Creative Consulting. How do people get in touch if they're listening and they're wondering if this is for them? uh, How can they support your business? For sure. So um, I have a website. It's narrator.llc. And that's also my handle for um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, So I'm on there. And I... The premise of my business is, um, you know, storytelling, whether it's through marketing, PR, um, through fundraising, whatever it is that you need to do to enhance your story or create your story to be successful. Um, my goal is to be here to help you through that, through my skill set. And so, yeah, I mean, I have a whole list of services. I have a portfolio. Um, I did mention I do also I'm a freelance writer. So, yeah, I mean you can find me there and reach out and see if, you know, if I'm the right fit for what it is that you might need for your business or your nonprofit organization. Yeah. Where do you see your business going? Is it going to kind of stay like you with your partners or do you want to grow that into more of an agency or what's your vision? I don't think I, I, that's a hard question. I like ideally, yes, someday it'd be great to grow it more, but I also really like the simplicity of Mm. having something small um, and just, taking on what I can manage so that I'm, you know, cause if I, if I build too big, then I'm still um, like people are still depending on me outside of the clients that I have in a way that doesn't give me the freedom and flexibility that I need to be there as a parent. And I think that that's something that I just, as much as I would like to grow, it just can't interfere with that priority in my life. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I was looking for ways to generate more passive income so that, my growth can happen, but not in a way that takes away from my time. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, Hannah Olson, uh, owner of Narrator Creative Consulting, thank you so much for joining us on the show and being super vulnerable with your story. I I hope your daughter gets well soon and uh, just the best of luck as well with your continued success. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And We'll see you around. Yeah, we kind of work in the same office on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, Back here with Cassie Strong in studio with the Rocky uh, Mountain Women's Business Center. And Hannah told me she's never used your center, so she didn't want to speak to it because she hasn't used it. But a lot of what she just said essentially validates why you guys exist. Yeah. I mean, I'm tearing up listening to that story. And that's the kind of story that we hear pretty much every day. Um, when I, Hannah's a great example of a woman who is working, um, working for someone else. She was really good at what she does. She's working in this industry, but it just wasn't filling her cup for what she's passionate about and, um, the lifestyle that she needed to be the mom she wanted to be. Um, we don't only work with moms, but other women who don't have kids, they have these same, um, challenges that they're facing. So I'm just so thankful that Hannah shared that because, I didn't pay her, but that's exactly what I've been trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think too, you know, she mentioned her mentor, this friend stepping in and and encouraging her without the formality of uh, an R, you know, an RMWPC, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But really, it sounds like what you guys are trying to do is to create that kind of ecosystem where y'all are advocating for each other when you hear women say those things and when they press back and say, ah, maybe not right now. Exactly. You know, being able to say, why not right now? Yep. Yeah. Why not right now? And with Hannah's story, you know, maybe when her kiddo is in 
middle school or high school and she decides she wants to start an agency and build her team because she's ready for that, she can come back to a program like the Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center and we can help her reach that goal. It's not just for people starting up. It's not just a one-time use. Um, Similar to her friend, I'm sure she can go back and say, hey, I'm ready to take the next step. Can you help me here? And we just are trying to create a community of women from all over the state so that when someone like Hannah needs that kind of support, they know where to find it. Yeah. I hope someone's listening. And I, if just one person called you because of this conversation, so cool. that would be yeah, it's a win. amazing. And yeah. I, we always like to say that, you know, we're not, we're not heart surgeons. We're not doing life saving work necessarily, but we're doing life changing work. And it's just so rewarding to see a woman maybe quit a job that wasn't serving her. And then she's able to support her family, be home with her kiddos, um, or maybe go and run that marathon she wanted to run or whatever her dream is. Um, we're able to help her get there and it's really fun. Yeah. Now I know you, you have some ways that people can get involved and I'm, I'm guessing as a nonprofit owner, like director myself, there's just endless ways people can support sure, you. Yeah, exactly. But what are some of the main ones that, you know, day to day, you're just thinking like, man, I could really use people in, in this capacity. Yeah. Well, we obviously, we can serve more women. So, or men, if you're interested in our services. So visit our website and see if there's any way that, um, you think you'd like to get involved, even if that's just a one-off consultation, just to see what we're about. We're happy to help you um, spread the word about this program to Remind the women. Remind us on the website quick. RockyMountainWBC.org. Easy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, <laughs> spread this, spread the word to other women in your circles, your daughters, your wives, whoever you know that might be interested in this. And um, yeah, we just want people to know about us. If you're a business that's passionate about supporting similar causes, we also have opportunities to sponsor us. Um, that helps you get your business in front of the women we're serving. So if you provide a service to business owners, this could be a great opportunity. Or if you're just passionate about this cause, we can't do it without, um, that's why our services are free. We can't do it without people um, donating, which is really exciting. And then I also, Gabe, if you're right with, I have a couple ways that people can just support women in business. Yeah. Um, like Hannah listed, I think a couple of them, but first just be conscious about where you shop. If you're trying to decide Oh, you know, I have to go quick buy a t-shirt. Maybe instead of running to a larger owned uh, store that's not owned in Montana, you could think about a women's boutique or something like that firsthand if it comes to top of mind. Um, Second, spread the word about RMWBC, like I just said, and other business, women business owners. If you love um, the lunch you have at a local restaurant, then you can spread the word. And then also writing reviews online like Google, Facebook, um, all of those places you can share more information. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so those are just three ways you can support women in business, shopping, spreading the word, and then writing reviews. And you can go do that today, this afternoon. Yeah. You don't have to be prepared. <laughs> That's awesome. Cassie, I want to give you the last say here. You have a personal thing going on that also elevates businesses for women. Go on. Sure. So the, um, the Prairie Sisters Vintage Market is a market hosted around the state where variety of vendors um, can sell their goods, vintage and handmade goods, and keep an eye out for those events to support women business owners. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow we have uh, Sacred Grounds Coffee in, as Cody said. I sure do hope they bring some coffee. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll bring my own just in case. And we just want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Rocky Mountain Women's Business Center. Get involved if you're interested in that. And we will see you tomorrow on Voices of Montana. Have a great day. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks again for joining us for the podcast. And join us daily Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. for more Voices of Montana on local stations all across Montana.